hello and welcome to this week's news with me paul and me terry dude this has been one of the biggest weeks we got loads to talk about of course first of all it is it has to be the matrix is back oh yeah i saw that trailer have to admit i'm quite excited about it oh mate it looks amazing neo first of all he seems to be living a normal life yeah i'll tell you one thing i did get vibes from it felt very reminiscent of the first Matrix, which is no bad thing because I do think the first Matrix as a standalone movie is one of my all-time favourite movies. So if they're going down that vein, then we've got something to be excited about. Indeed, because uh, first of all, the opening scene is pretty much him with Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. He talks to him about, is it weird having these dreams? Uh, am I crazy? And then Neil Patrick Harris is like, we don't use that word around here. But did you notice what was on Neil Patrick Harris's desk? It was a black cat. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. And in the first Matrix, two black cats was a glitch in the Matrix. Indeed. So deja vu. I noticed that. Also, did you notice the white rabbit in the trailer? Oh, well, there's quite a few references to it, wasn't there? There was the, there was the book, there was the song, mm. and also, do you remember what else it was? Uh, it's a tattoo. Indeed, there was a tattoo. In fact, that's the same tattoo in, at the beginning scene in the first Matrix. There's something I noticed. You see the, uh, in the background in one of the scenes, did you notice the original Matrix playing on a screen. The actual movie. It was bizarre. Yeah, exactly. So is it Matrix within a Matrix, like I said before? Ooh. One thing for sure, it certainly doesn't look like it's a prequel. No. Which, which I, I was kind of expecting. But just quickly moving back to the White Rabbit. Did you notice the woman said it was uh, the Jessica Henwick's character? She said she called him Neo. Mm, yeah. So it all starts to sort of sink back together, which is which is, is kind of cool. But moving on. But if you notice the scene, it looks like there's a scene from a continuation from the, the actual third Matrix movie where uh, there's an image in the trailer towards the end and Neo's still blind within the Matrix with yeah. still being experiments. So it looks... It certainly looks like it's not a prequel. Yeah. There's a lot to take in from that trailer. They haven't shown you really anything, but they've showed you a lot as well. That's the funny thing about the trailer. So it's a good trailer in that you want to see more and you want to watch it. Also, did you think that there was a young Morpheus in the trailer? It, it seems to certainly suggest that. Yeah. But if it's not a prequel, how can it be a young Morpheus? It could be the cycle of rebirth, as they said in The Matrix Reloaded, remember? There, there has to be a chosen one. There has to be the Neo fighting against the Matrix. And humans have to go in this kind of constant cycle where there's, they have this kind of chosen one. And then he resets the Matrix. So Neo could be re-beginning the cycle again. That's certainly, yeah, that's certainly interesting. It's great to see him bending bullets again, man. <laughs> and st- <laughs> he can still stop them. His old age ain't caught up to him that much. I've got a feeling we're going to see a lot more uh, brilliant special effects like that, you know, 
like Neo really doing going to town, I think. And you're going to see some very cool fighting, I think. Honestly, I think that's almost guaranteed. To be honest, my favourite scene is seeing him in a bathtub with a rubber duck on his head. <laughs> that's hilarious. You notice that agent scene where his uh, mouth starts uh, getting sewn up? No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't notice that. Because Agent Smith does that to Neo in the first Matrix. So I think Neo is doing that in reverse, which is pretty cool. <laughs> It's, You've got to admit. There's a lot, because as well, I love how they set up the trailer the day before. Mm. If, if, if people listening don't, don't know, they set up, a, there's a Matrix 4 website, uh, and whatever time you went on in the day, it gave you a different part of the movie as a trailer. So there's like 180,000 different clips that you could get to see. So whenever you logged on, it would be completely different, which was a stunningly brilliant idea. They are very... In, in, innovative. What it also lends to the, I did read a tweet today and it's suggested a little rumor that perhaps the Matrix Resurrections could be an interactive movie with the choice Ooh. of the red or the blue pill. Would be kind of cool, be really interesting because they do, like you said, they do push the boundaries of movies with the first the original Matrix was that. So it'd be interesting if that rumor was true. That would be really interesting because you could actually watch two movies, couldn't you? Essentially. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it looked and it had a beautiful. I love the uh, one of the scenes. It was where um, they, they showed a place called Corky's Massage, and it was like a um, it was a, a reference to one of their original movies that they did. Corky was the name of a character in the Wiskowski's first movie. So I thought that was really cool. So there's, there's nice little references all through the trailer. Did you notice the Oracle was in there? Yeah. There's loads of cool stuff that you could just uh, digest and uh, take to pieces on that trailer because there is so much to it. I think, to be honest, it's just more or less we've got to watch the movie, really, because that's the only way we're going to really experience it because that is definitely a movie that's worth going into the cinema for. Because yeah. there's a scene as well as if Trinity plugged into the Matrix, mm-hmm. isn't there? So she, because t- at the end of Resolution, she was get killed. Mm-hmm. So it does, again, it seems to be, a, which I do like. I don't, I, I didn't really want to see a prequel. I did want to see a continuation of the story. So the war's clearly back on because mm. there is a scene at the end of Resolutions, isn't there? Yes. Where they said, when will this start, restart again? Because they find peace and it seems like the battle's begun. The, no, the art, architect says, uh, we have peace for now. And yeah. uh, the oracle says, as long as it can. So, yeah, not long enough, apparently. There's a lot of interesting stuff. But if they really get, start going into the uh, mythology of it, I do think the two sequels did get a bit too complicated, in my opinion. But I think if they get the right balance, it could be it's re- it's the right time for the Matrix Resurrections as well, because people are a bit more into that now, aren't they? Whereas 20 years ago, Matrix yeah. was um, very, very uh, mind blowing and just very, very new. And people weren't ready for that. Although I would say I was ready. Do you know the scene where he looks into the mirror and sees this really old, mm-hmm. weird guy um, staring back at him? In, you know, any thoughts on 
what that means. Matrix is what you perceive as yourself in that reality. So Neo could be seeing what he really looks like at that age. Possibly, possibly. So out in December, December 11th, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, wow. That is going to be interesting. It'd be interesting to see if they release any more trailers as well um, on the run-up to December, because we're still a few months away. So it'd be interesting. But what a start. It's definitely on a mic. i got to go and see it. Movies lift. Yep. And on to the next biggest news of the week. And oh my goodness. Picard season two. Well, actually, regarding Picard, they confirmed the season three already. We suspected they were already filmed it. They filmed two and three together. But what a trailer. Dude, what a trailer. That blew my mind. Very good trailer, I'll tell you that. And time travel, all the... uh, Star Trek tropes, you know, which are no bad thing. Ch- going back and changing time. I'm not sure what, what they change because it does seem like they're in the 21st century, doesn't it? When yeah. they're going back in time. Do you, did you notice uh, from the trailer, they go back to a totalitarian state? Did you notice yeah. who certainly looked, who looked like the leader from the trailer? Who was it? Alternate Picard. Ooh, yeah. That's amazing. That, that we haven't actually seen an evil Picard yet, have we? <laughs> no, it's just like, wow. Because that would be very interesting. They, I'll tell you what, because we've seen a younger version of him in Star Trek Nemesis, haven't we? But that was, wasn't really Picard, was it, essentially? Yeah. If we saw him as in a captain, uh, but mirror universe as such, that's very, very interesting. Oh, mate, it blew my mind. Um, Because I I love the I love the opening scene with uh, Q, where because it it starts off at the vineyard. It looks like Picard's vineyard, doesn't it? Then there's like a flashback of him being a young kid, Um, and then Q comes along, and Q's like, "Remember what I said last time we met? The trial never ends." And then Picard's like, "I'm too old for this." And then they have a flashback into into the past. Also, the Borg Queen was in that. Sue. Oh, dude. And it certainly looked like, you know, the scene where they show Jerry Ryan, which is Seven of Nine, and she backs, he's like, looks shocked and really, like, backs off. That must be the scene where she sees the Borg Queen because her, them two have a real dodgy relationship together, don't they? Also, she doesn't have any of the uh, metal stuff on her. That's... An interesting point, and that's a very good point, yeah. So in other words, she hasn't been transformed into a Borg in that alternate universe. So here's a good, here's a theory I might have. Back in time, you remember at the time of the first contact, etc. if they do it late 21st century, could they have brought back the Borg, the dead Borg, uh, and experimented on them? And that changes the future. No, uh, Q changes the future. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so Q's true. got to do something to change the future, but we just don't know. So, so uh, Q changes the past, sorry. Um, so he clicks his fingers, the past changes. What hmm. we, we see him in the past as well. But the weird thing is, why would he do it? Because he is no talk. I mean, if we're talking to Star Trek, uh, Next Generation, he did try and help Picard by transporting him back into Nottingham. Remember, Sherwood Forest, 
when he's trying to tell Picard that you don't need women anymore. And, and like he made Vash, made Marion, and he was the sheriff of Nottingham, and Picard was Robin. Oh, yeah. I remember. So he's done that stuff kind of kind of stuff before uh, to like play with Picard in a, in a kind of good way. But it seems a big move by him. But normally he's got good of Picard at heart because he usually likes Picard. You know, he always tries to kind of secretly help him out. So why he's doing it? I don't think you're going to get Q as an out and out villain as such. That is not characteristic of Q. It might be he's more of a trickster villain, if anything. You know. He's not evil, but he is. He does evil things. If you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very, very much. So the opening scene where we see the twenty-first century yeah. is. It certainly seems like there's a terrorist attack, isn't there? There's a massive building explodes. Yeah. So that that could be the start of why Picard's goes there, possibly. But I love the dystopian future. I love that. Because Enterprise touched on it, you know, but the next generation never did. Never went dark mirror. It, it kind of like, oh, I know Voyager didn't as well. So it's nice that Jerry Ryan, it's nice that Patrick Stewart has gone real dark, real mysterious. It looks amazing. The funny thing is, next generation was pretty good. And I don't, don't think it needed to go dark mirror universe as such, did it? Really? Oh, I'd like to see a dark mirror of Picard. It would have been. It, I'm certainly saying it's uh, a good way to go because we've never really seen that side of Picard, have we? The darkest, the the real dark side of Picard. Like, what could Picard do? Because he'd be very calculating and very intelligent. And it, and Picard against, against Picard, that would be a very good, interesting chess game. Hmm. Yeah, and and also I don't know if you noticed, but Picard was wearing a suit. <laughs> like a yeah, like course. a proper three piece suit with a uh, bow tie, reminiscent of first contact. Do you remember when he went into the holodeck to escape the Borg? Oh yeah, of course. So, so like, we're going to see the Borg in it though, for some somehow, aren't we? Yeah, uh, yeah. So they they need the Borg queen, but it certainly looks like to get home. So how do they get in contact with her? But um, and it's nice that they've got the original Borg queen. From first contact, that is just flipping awesome. So they're putting out the stops uh, this second season. Uh, yeah, well, they, they had to. First season was a bit bit ropey. First episode was awesome, but did you notice what um, what Q was wearing in the when he when he was shown on Earth? There was a big badge that said Europa on it. Mm-hmm. Which I, I don't know what that means, but uh, and he was about to click his fingers again. Man, he's such a pain. <laughs> Every time he sees him, he's always making trouble, man. You got love, Q. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, and and the scene where um, where, where, <laughs> where Seven of Nine is struggling to drive the car and she just like slams it straight through a parking barrier. Oh yeah, of course, I remember. <laughs> so I've never seen Seven because few, uh, Voyager did touch on. It was called Future's End, where they went back to 20th century Earth, but that's before Seven and Nine was on the uh, on the crew. So that's season three. She came on season at the end of season three, beginning of season four. That's when she came into the show. So it kind of had that sort of feel as well, which was kind of cool. And I thought, oh, all right, 
she gets to experience it as well. So that's our February 2020, which is unfortunately after the Matrix. So we've got to wait even longer. But flipping heck, that looks awesome. You mean February 2022, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, to, I'm now, I'm trying to travel back in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Q affecting us. Probably our brains, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so February 2022, card is out. So next up, big news as well with the cast of Strange New Worlds, because it was Star Trek Day on September the 8th. So there's lots and lots of Star Trek news. There was also Will Wheaton about, which was a very unfortunate scenario. But other than that, yeah, yeah, some lots of Star Trek news this week. So we got to meet the cast of Strange New Worlds. Looks great. I must say it looks a lot better than Discovery already, and they've not really shown as much. Also, uh, it's, it's nice to see um, the, the, the shouting out to the old crew as well. Number one looks amazing. She, she's back from, from Discovery. Um, so they're going to be touching a lot of timelines that the original series didn't, didn't go through. So that's cool. Discovery season four, that's out in November. All right. Didn't know that. And are you are you jumping for joy? Clearly not. <laughs> there are other things that make me a bit more excited, uh, which we'll touch on in a minute. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> me neither. It looks disastrous. But the last Star Trek, last big Star Trek news, really, which was, of course... For people who watched the Star Trek Day, was Star Trek Prodigy, the proper first trailer. Dude, it looks really funny. It's good. One of the interesting things I noticed is it has an all alien crew on it. Yeah, I like that. Which is uh, really interesting because uh, usually in Star Trek, you at least have quite a number of humans on there. But now it's a completely all alien crew which would make sense for starfleet in fact well they're, they're, it's a complete non-starfleet crew they just find this starship on their planet a crashed starship i love what they say when they first see janeway when she is because she's a hologram for people who haven't seen it um have, do you remember what they uh, said enlighten me she's they say what is that which to be fair a lot of us throughout Voyager also have Interesting. <laughs> so, uh, yes. So that, that's kind of cool. There's some funny scenes as well where they kind of try to find buttons to shoot something and then they hit the anti-gravity and then hit the ceiling. So it looks really comical. It looks really innocent. It looks great. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's out on Paramount Plus and also Nickelodeon will be involved in it. Uh, we unfortunately in the UK get it later than America, so uh, we'll be streaming that from the States, mm. I guess. Also, so that that is the pretty amazing. That's a lot of Star Trek news, by the way. I know we've flown flown through it, but if you cannot see the trailers, definitely see Picard trailer. I mean, it looks absolutely stunning. And also, if you want a little giggle, you know, go for the Prodigy trailer as well. Now. I would say the Matrix Re- uh, Resurrections got me quite excited, but this news has got me even more excited. They've announced the new Star upcoming coming Star Wars game, The Old Republic, being remade on PlayStation Five. Oh my goodness! 
and all it, it's a minute long trailer but it shows darth revan on it man oh man oh man am i looking forward to this it shows nothing i don't care for, for, for listeners listening in terry was like this is awesome sent me through on whatsapp sent me through the trailer and i was like oh sweet and all it is it's just him just coming walking out of the dark and i'm like is that it <laughs> did you did you wake me up for this that's that's awful what you don't understand is now revan is canon in star wars that means uh, old republic cult property is now going to happen in star wars that's big news dude and yeah i've played the original uh Knights of the Old Republic game, and the story is absolutely brilliant. This is Star Wars on level of Empire Strikes Back storytelling. With, I mean, it is that good. I, I agree. The Old Republic is such a good game. If they've done it high, ultra HD, I cannot wait to see that because, oh my goodness. Those of you that have not played it, and when it comes out, oh my goodness, are you in for a treat. It is going to be so good. They're probably going to do live-action lightsaber um, combat, and I reckon they'll probably do a lot more. But man, they could even do a series. But still... Oh, Lucas! I cannot wait for this game. Films on board, so that always makes you fills me full of a little bit of confidence. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. I can't wait for this. So yeah, indeed, indeed. So uh, also the new Spider-Man game trailer as well. Yeah, they brought they've put Venom in into it. And it looks like Miles Morales and Peter Parker are doing a lot of team-up work, which seems very interesting. Indeed. So, now, talking, Actually, talking about Venom, um, the new Venom movie, Let There Be Carnage, they have released what seems to be the length of the movie, and it's pretty short. Interesting. How long? Like 90 minutes. Hour and a half. Yeah, which is quite short for a Marvel movie. Yeah, but it's Sony, isn't it? Technically. I suppose, but still. Actually, I think it's 89 minutes to be exact. That's quite short. But it'll be great to see Tom Harding. I like him. Tom Hardy. I'm looking forward to Woody Harrison's take on Cletus Cassidy because man he looks proper psycho and proper carnage he looks the part and I'm looking forward to that I would prefer if they had Spider-Man in the movie though because I think carnage is such a big threat having Venom team up with Spider-Man would make it a whole lot more interesting Although, they don't have to kill off Carnage as such, though. They don't. Venom could give him a beating, and then Carnage can come back, because they did do that in the comics. And you could have a team-up with Venom and Spider-Man to fight Carnage, because Carnage is 
are one-eyed villains. And he is one of the best villains in comics, in my opinion, anyway. One of my favourites. Okay, cool. Well, people, that, that, that's kind of the main news of the week. I'd like to just finish it with one little thing from Star Trek Day, which was, of course, William Shatner himself. Man, that guy I cannot stand. Dude, seriously, he's got issues. He um, finally semi he gave this pathetic apology about this SNL sketch that we spoke about through on our Star Trek special episode, where he insulted the Star Trek fans, calling them nerds, basically. Um, and this was his apology. I understood the controversy, but I also understood that it was amusing, so most people would laugh, which they did. Some people didn't, and I'm sorry, but it was meant to be fun, and I advise you to laugh. That's a rubbish apology. What's wrong with that dude? He's of a different time uh, to us. He is, so, you know. And uh, he is a bit pompous, to say the least. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, uh, great news. Great. There's plenty to look forward to. Um, I, I, I'm buzzing as a Star Star Trek fan. I, I'm just I'm just over the moon. But um, so that's it for us this week, people. That's me, Paul. And me, Terry.